Hello and welcome to How to Be a Professional Magician, here to help you move from hobbyist magician to full-time professional and to teach you how you can earn money from your magic, with me, Robert Bone. In today's lesson, we're going to be looking at why pack small and play big. You've probably heard the phrase before, pack small, play big. And what it really means is, instead of taking boxes and boxes to a venue, take a smaller amount, things that would fit more easily into a case, but still play big so that the audience can see them. And although I'm with it, I do feel that some people take it a little bit too far and needlessly just add limitations and compromise the show for the sake of having a box or two less to carry in from the car. Now, if you're traveling on public transport, especially on the underground trains, then naturally you're not going to be wanting to carry around a full illusion show. But don't just put things into a show for the sake of it, especially if you are traveling to a venue by car. If you think about it, you're getting paid quite a lot of money to do quite a short period of time on stage. So why would you compromise the value of what you're giving your client just so you can have one less trip to and from the car. It doesn't really make sense, but it's quite scary the amount of magicians who will try to add those compromises in purely for the sake of it. Compare the difference between the material of the things that you put in because they pack small and the things that don't pack so small. Do they really make much difference? There are some great effects that do pack small and they do play very big. And there's also effects that are quite big and probably don't get the great reaction. So do a comparison. Go for the material that works best in your show, not just based on how much room it's going to take up in the boot of your car. Work out what can actually be seen by the audience. You might want to do different variations of a trick. For example, a mind reading routine. If you're working close up, you can just write the reveal on a small pad of paper. If you're working in parlour, you might want to use a slightly larger notepad. And if you're going to be working on a much larger stage, such as a theatre, you could use a flip chart, just so people at the back of the room can see what you're writing. If you do have times when you're going to be at working at events where you do have to compromise on the sides, then have two acts. You could have an act that will fit in a briefcase and an act that will fit in a couple of flight cases and then you know which one you're going to be doing. But only really do that small version when you actually need to do that small version due to the limitations and be sure that the clients know that they're not going to be getting the full-on act just purely because of those limitations. So again, think of what items work at the venues and see if you can adapt it's possible that you can be doing the same trick. Just use it in different ways, depending on the venue, to make the maximum impact, but again, not being too big, because of course you don't want to be overpowering something if you're in a small venue. And you can use other items to make the show as a whole appear bigger. So for example, you can use banner stands and pull-up banners, flip chart tripods, and projectors, these are all things that do pack small, but will definitely make the show appear a lot bigger but of course, it's still not going to mean that you're just going to be walking in with just one case under your arm. So when creating your show, 
don't just focus on how big the props are when you're going to be carrying it to and from the venue. Focus on how big it's going to play to the audience and let that drive your show. Don't be driven by it. Of course, you may need to make compromises in your show, but when you do that, make those compromises because you have to, not because you think that you should do, just because it's going to be less to carry. If you have any questions about building your magic business, please drop me an email. It's robert at howtobeaprofessionalmagician.com and head over to howtobeaprofessionalmagician.com for resources and courses to help you make money from performing magic. If you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe so you can get more weekly bite-sized magic business lessons. I'm Robert. Thanks for listening to How To Be A Professional Magician.